0: Welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast. My name's James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our Global Corporate Venturing, Global University Venturing and Global Impact Venturing publications. And it's a great pleasure to be back with you once again for the podcast. It'll just be me this week as uh, Thierry Helles is uh, busy finishing off his Global University Venturing publication. And I've been looking at how if you spend enough time in venture, you can see the transformation in startups and the economy almost as if time has speeded up. GCV's first article on Coinbase, eight years ago to the day, described it as, quote, a digital wallet for Bitcoin transactions, end quote, which had raised 600000 from Accelerator Y Combinator and Publisher International Data Group's corporate venture and unit ATG Ventures. Quote, Bitcoin was set up without central bank backing, but with a predetermined limit of twenty one million available to be issued from the software, and has seen fluctuations in value from nine dollars in January to two hundred dollars on 9 of April 2013, and back down to $150 a day later. End quote. Now Bitcoin's price is sixty-three thousand sixty-three dollars ninety cents. And investors have valued Coinbase at $75.9 billion after its debut on the Nasdaq Stock Exchange on Wednesday last week. The Financial Times described it as, quote, the first listing of a major cryptocurrency exchange and a moment of validation for the digital asset class some 12 years after the creation of Bitcoin. End quote. After a direct listing of Coinbase shares rather than a more traditional initial public offering which raises new capital, price fell to $328 per share from an opening price of 381 to give a market capitalization from its starting point of $85.8 billion, including options and other kinds of stock-based awards. However, after early support from CBC, such as IDG and USAA's Victor Bascuti and John Codcholak, Coinbase cashed in with a $75 million series C round in 2015, including from BBVA, New York Stock Exchange and NTT and has not looked back. Coinbase's big investors include venture capital firms and Treason Horowitz, Rivet Capital and Union Square Ventures. And Coinbase's financial fortunes have surged with the cryptocurrency markets, producing a nine-fold jump in revenues to an estimated $1.8 billion in the first quarter, translating to about $1.1 billion in adjusted earnings before interest tax, depreciation and amortization, the FG said. While still primarily a business-to-consumer exchange for people to buy and sell Bitcoin and Ethereum based on the blockchain, financial services firms are more interested in the underlying technology than its value as a monetary store or gold equivalent. Jay Powell, chair of the Federal Reserve, said, quote, No one is using them for payments, for example, like a dollar. It's a bit like gold. Human beings have given gold a special value that it doesn't have from an industrial standpoint, but nonetheless, for thousands of years, they've done that. Bitcoin is much more like that, end quote. Behind the scenes, however, the big asset managers and financial groups are working on pragmatic implementations of blockchain and crypto as a platform or infrastructure to trade, price, settle and be the custodians. From there, products to deploy and engage on alternative assets and even how venture capital is affected can flow. And similar riches are now being reaped from early investments and other emerging fields created in the past two decades. Tuesday's Daily Leader, in the newsletter for GCV readers, looked at the $25 billion of cash returned from NASPERS or Process selling four percentage points of its holding in Tencent over the past few years. The Netherlands listed technology investor Process, formed out of the corporate venture and assets collected by South Africa listed media group NASPERS, has sold 2% of China based gaming and social media group Tencent for 14.7 billion dollars in the past week or so. This is the world's largest ever block trade, one hundred and ninety one point eight nine million shares for one hundred and fourteen point one billion Hong Kong dollars. But this leaves Process still holding twenty eight point nine percent of Tencent, according to newswire Reuters. The block trade, or the usually private single trade of a large amount of securities, surpassed the previous record set in twenty eighteen when NASPERS also sold two percent ten cent for nine point eight billion dollars. Definitive data showed. His remaining stake is worth about $200 billion, from an original $31 million or so corporate venture and deal struck 20 years ago. Bob Van Dyck, CEO at Process, said, quote, Proceeds to the sale will increase our financial flexibility, enabling us to invest in the significant growth potential we see across the group, as well as in our own stock. End quote. Process, which also invests in online food delivery platforms, classified marketplaces, and digital payments businesses has built up its war chest for new and existing investments given the rapid scaling up and the innovation capital ecosystem at the latest stage global venture capital investments hit 125 billion dollars in the first quarter first time the figures passed 100 billion dollars in a quarter according to data published by crunchbase even though deal volumes had held relatively stable the opportunity for social network or platform economy companies to dominate across sectors or verticals remains especially as Tencent peer Alibaba's share price rose on Monday after it was able to have the term platform economy written into the law. This is particularly the case as finance becomes embedded in media. As James Thorne, a venture capital reporter at Pitchbook, noted at last weekend, Angela Strange, general partner at VC firm Treason Horowitz, made the case in 2019 that most people would be working in financial services soon, even if we don't change jobs, as finance becomes embedded into software. At that point, media and content becomes a differentiator, which is why Andreessen Horowitz calls itself a media company and monetizes through venture capital. In his annual letter the previous week, Jamie Dimon, CEO of bank J.P. Morgan Chase, said, quote, FinTech's ability to merge social media, use data smartly, and integrate with other platforms rapidly, often without the disadvantages of being an actual bank, will help these companies win significant market share, end quote. And this helps explain why even in the world where media advertising is dominated by Facebook and Google, there remains so much attention focused on social media and networks. And looking more deeply in this area, things are heating up in Italy's media landscape as a microcosm of wider changes in the sports and gaming ecosystem. The country's main phone operator, TIM, has returned as a long-term investor in venture capital. Through the anchor commitment of a to a hundred million euro UVT Growth Fund managed independently by United Ventures, while Nerio Alessandri, founder and executive chairman of Italy-listed fitness equipment supplier Technogym, has launched Wellness Ventures. UVT Growth, managed by Fabio Pirovano and Damiano Coletti, targets a wide swathe of digital innovation, including gaming. Similarly, wellness is targeting digital projects in general, but in particular in sports and fitness. And there are no shortage of opportunities in sports and gaming in a digital age. Online gambling and advertising, electronic as well as physical sports and gaming, and the unbundling of viewers from cable television packages are coalescing to create plenty of disruption. Latest being Amazon, which acquired Twitch for in-game streaming and chats. Paying, what, $11 billion for exclusive rights to stream Thursday night National Football League games on its Prime service. There are now dozens of VC firms targeting games, which is a far bigger market than films. Most recently, the Games Fund raised $50 million for a game-focused venture capital fund to invest in early stage games in both Europe and the US, according to venture Maria Kokmola and Ilya Aramiev started Fund, having both previously worked at Russia-listed internet group Mail.ru's My Games division. She started a game fund called MGVC. Then she said Kokmola was the investment director at MGVC since its inception in 2017. And she led more than 35 investments with six exits. There will be more on the media sector in the next month's issue of Global Corporate Venture. So. We reach out with interest in that sector in particular. And finally, of the big stories of the past week. We've seen a nice series in Financial Times where business book authors pick others that they enjoyed. Most recently, A.B. Webb, author of The Big Nine, recommended to the FT Aldous Huxley's dystopian novel Brave New World, published in 1932. Quote, COVID resulted in the acceptance and rapid deployment of... MRNA, a groundbreaking advancement in an emerging field called synthetic biology. It aims to rewire living organisms and reprogram them with improved or new functions. If you reread this book, that's Brave New World, as a business book, about the future of biotech, you will inevitably find yourself asking new questions. What assumptions must hold true for our current strategy to succeed? What parts of our business make us a target for destruction? What happens to our business model if life expectancy is extended 30 years? How could the future of the workforce look very different than it does today? End quote. And this touches on whether we are reportedly on the brink of a new era of innovation, with digital technology as an enabling factor but no longer centre stage. Quote, the future will not be written in the digital language of ones and zeros, but in that of atoms, molecules, genes and proteins, according to Greg Sattel. COVID-19 disease has certainly made most businesses look again at their assumptions, which is part of the reason why there was a record number of new corporate venturing units launched last year, according to GCV Analytics, in the April issue of GCV, published in the past week. This search has helped lead to GCV tracking more than 100, or nearly 200, CVC deals in totals over 100 million in size in the first three months of the year. Of these, more than 15 were over $500 million in size. And this CVC activity in turn helped drive Q1 to about $125 billion in overall venture deals, according to CrunchFX. And it's also led to a broader set of questions. The year on from COVID 19's global spread and impact, how does the venture world now think of its strategic risks in its dealmaking portfolio construction more broadly? The US National Intelligence Council report identifies five scenarios for 2014 the nascent of democracies, a world adrift, competitive coexistence between the US and China, separate silos and a global coalition. And this is the year 2014 when AI scientists such as Jürgen Schmidhuber in his NVIDIA GTC 2021 talk expects convergence or singularity to happen. So how does scenario planning help identify the potential investments and also portfolio concentration and other risks? What limits are there to the innovation capital market and how does liquidity reshape the power plays and how entrepreneurs access them, given the excitement around SPACs, blockchain and large round size. To help the community understand the state of the markets and the questions worth asking, delighted to have Alex McCracken, SVB's Managing Director for Corporate Partnerships in the UK, join the next GCV webinar on the 21st of April. You can register through the GCV site, go to the events tab. This webinar will kick off a week of discussions across some of the main sectors and regions with the Global Energy Group meeting on carbon capture, utilisation and hydrogen on the 22nd of April. Chips, quantum and AI being discussed in partnership with Semi-Taiwan Association on the 27th. Ag and food tech on the 28th and 3D printing and advanced materials on the 29th, both for the last two in partnership with Proceder, which are helping run a pitch fence. And all the public events are at our events page at globalcorpaventuring.com. TDK will also be holding discussion on the 22nd with its portfolio company Battery Resources as part of a roundtable with the Global Energy Group, as mentioned. Other portfolio company Q&As involve Chevron-backed carbon clean and Shell Zero Avia. It will also be held before a debate on carbon capture as part of the second quarter report for the Global Energy Council being released next week. And uh, just a little bit of reference to Battery Resources, because it's a US-based developer of a lithium-ion battery recycling technology, which in the past week raised $21.35 million in its Series B round. Orbia Ventures, the newish corporate venturing unit of specialty products maker Orbia led BR's round, which also included the corporate venturing unit's TDK Ventures, Doral Renewable Energy Resources Groups, Dwarf Energy Tech Ventures, Jaguar Land Rover's In Ventures and Trump Venture, as well as venture capital firms at One Ventures and Tsinghua Ventures and Mass Ventures, Commonwealth of Massachusetts Strategic Venture Capital Unit for the US state, where Battery Resources presently operates its single facility. It's a powerful syndicate for BR, which offers a closed-loop battery cathode supply chain to reduce the cost of the electric vehicles and energy storage devices and keep battery waste out of landfills. Compared to production of virgin cathodes, BR said its material process saves up to 35% in costs, generates 32% less emissions, and recovers more than 97% of metals. Sharon Pryor, or partner at Orbea Ventures, whose parent company has a specialty chemicals unit called Cora, which produces battery electrolyte materials for electric vehicles, said, quote, We have worked with BR on several joint development projects, we were impressed by the depth of their technical and application knowledge around battery recycling. End quote. It's been really hard to recycle and reuse lithium ion batteries, which consist of multiple modules, sandwiches, anodes, and cathodes between a porous separator. This is part of the interest behind lithium metal and solid state batteries, as discussed in the first quarter's Global Energy Council report. So do check out the site for more on that. But BR's proprietary methodology takes a battery and rebuilds a full battery-grade cathode, just as the market for such technology is expected to take off. Nicholas Savage, Managing Director of TDK Ventures, said, quote, With the push towards major auto electrification in President Biden's administration, the US might follow Europe's recent decree that all lithium-ion batteries must contain a certain quantity of recycled materials by 2025, end quote. And with the Series B financing, BR said it would build a commercial-scale battery processing facility to process more than 10,000 tonnes per year of lithium-ion battery feedstock. So, excited to learn more from Mike and Neil at that roundtable discussion on the 22nd, as well as all others of the, the sort of sector roundtables over this month. On to the news in briefs. We'll rapidly rattle through yet more very large rounds and exits. It's been a phenomenal time really in the past month. Cruise has increased its latest round to two point seven five billion dollars. Walmart was among the investors to add seventy five million dollars to a round valuing the autonomous driving technology provider at about thirty billion dollars. Epic has picked out investors for another one billion dollar round, Sony has invested a further two hundred million in the Fortnite and Gears War developer at a twenty eight point seven billion dollar valuation inc- representing a thirds increase from last August. Samba Nova has run through a $676 million Series D round. The artificial intelligence developer has doubled its valuation to $5.1 billion in round, led by SoftBank, Vision Fund 2, and backed by GV and Intel Capital. Polestar has attracted $550 million. SK Group was among the participants in round, representing the first external funding Volvo Cars Electric Vehicles spin-off. SoftBank has also found a better option for a $400 million investment. Transaction hiked the online mortgage platform developer's valuation fifty percent to six billion dollars five months it begins to prepare for an initial public offering. Broke has locked up three hundred million dollars in the C round, TDK Ventures and XTX Ventures both contributed to a round boost of the Compute Accelerator provider's valuation to more than one billion dollars. Fitcher fits in $300 million in the Series B round. Home Fitness Equipment Providers' third round in six months was co-led by Legend Capital and also featured Bertelsmann Asia Investments, Tencent and Neo Capital. Astranis has ascended with $250 million in the Series C round. A telecommunication satellite technology developer is valued at $1.4 billion in the Series C round backed by Koch Industries subsidiary. Booker has escalated funding with $234 million. Tech and Microsoft co-led the Digital Marketplace Latest Round, the GIC, investing alongside Standard Charters, SC Ventures Unit and Naver. Tempo, meanwhile, has worked out its $220 million VC round. SoftBank Vision Fund 2 led the physical training technology provider's Latest Round, which took its total funding to $300 million. Signify, meanwhile, has secured $205 million in its series E-Round, the FIS-backed round, the fis backed round value fraud prevention software provider, above one billion dollars and lifted its overall funding to roughly four hundred million dollars. Clear cover has coasted to two hundred million dollars in its Series D round. American Family and Cox Enterprises have helped the digital insurance provider reach a unicorn valuation and take its overall funding to three hundred and twenty nine million dollars. Repertoire Immune Medicines meanwhile gets $189 million. Vision SoftBank Vision Fund two again participate in the Series B round for the gene therapy developer formed through a 2019 merger of TOC or TORC Therapeutics and Cogen Immune Medicine. Green meanwhile, has delivered a $153 million Series D round. Kaplan-backed deploy development platform operators valued at $1.4 billion in D round. SJS Express has also raised $153 million, but this time for its Series B round. The Easy Home Frozen GLB, Haya and Tasley backed the logistics service providers pulled in at Series B and will its supply chain network. Jaguar Gene Therapy is worth to $139 million. The Gene Therapy developer Jaguar has completed a Series B round co-led by Eli Lilly and Deerfield Management. Rattling on, 10 drills into a $125 million Series C round. The personalised dental care provider its funded to almost $200 million in a GV-backed Series C round. Arcelex, meanwhile, has amassed $115 million in its C round. Cambrian Biopharma, LG, GlaxoSmithKline, Novo, and Takeda all invested in the cell therapy developer. Secure, meanwhile, secured $115 in its Series C buy round. Credit Suisse Entrepreneur Capital co-led the insulin injection device developer's latest round, alongside Tandem Diabetes Care and Ypsomed. So while has stuck with $100 million. The drug discovery platform developer will support growth with new funding from SRG and Legend Capital. And Gosan Robotics sweeps up $100 million from Longfall Group, Tencent, and Maijuan Diemping, which were among the investors, to back the cleaning robot producers Series B Plus round. On the university side, VisGen raised $37 million in Series B round. As a spinner for David Walt, professor at Harvard Medical School, Immunoscope has taken 14 million for its latest round, with UTEC or the University of Tokyo returning to co lead. Hackbox has cracked a 10.6 million round for Mossage University Partners for the cybersecurity training services provider. On to funds, AXA has raised 295 million for its second growth vehicle. Amazon has raised 250 million for an India-focused fund, and T D K has raised 150 million for its second fund. On exits, a couple of SPACs, Grab has, which has been backed by more than a dozen corporates and security, 39.6 billion initial pro-forma equity valuation in its reverse merger to list. Tango Therapeutics, meanwhile, has raised its reverse merger. The Gilead is backed Oncology drug developer joined forces with NASDAQ listed BCTG in a reverse takeover. On IPOs, we've seen too simple to deliver a $1.35 billion IPO for the autonomous truck producer. And Alchemy has also appeared on public markets, floating on NASDAQ in a $100 million offering, highest above its range. Those planning IPOs include Miss Fresh, Bree, Darktrace, Vaxitech, Artiva and Juke, so more IPOs to come on the MA side, which normally would be the majority but had obviously been absolutely swamped in terms of trade sales being swamped by SPACs and IPOs recently given the heat in public markets. We've seen Hologic host in Mobidia and Key Factor turned to prime key for a merger. On the University side we've seen Schroeder shift its carrot stake at a discount from that side. And then one other thing to mention from the university side, given that Thierry's away, is his great interview with Adam Stoughton from the University of Oxford, who tells us what the vaccine means for the Oxford brand, and why RBF is so important, and what challenge he will take on next. Sounds like he's finding newer pastures. So that's all for the past weeks. Thanks to everyone for the past time, and do keep in touch with news, and hopefully see you all at the Roundtable's.
1: And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. As always, these are only the top headlines from the past week. So do head on over to globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com and globalimpactventuring.com to find everything else. And of course, do check back daily to stay on top of the news as it happens. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if this is your first time listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate because it helps us grow our audience. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues as well. Maybe even tweet out the episode or post about it on LinkedIn. Keep an eye out too on Wednesdays for our leadership series where we talk with thought leaders from all over the world to find out more about how they are supporting the innovation ecosystem. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, you can email me at teheles at globaluniversityventuring.com that's T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also tweet us at GC Venturing or GU Venturing. My name is Jerry Hillis. My co-host is editor-in-chief James Mawson. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production. Do check him out on inearproduction.com for all your podcasting needs. Our intro music is by Kevin MacLeod under a Creative Commons license. We'll be back with more news next Monday. Have a productive week, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Global Venturing Review was produced by In Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.